0: December 23rd A Long Stretch Inspector Hillary Street, the long arm and flat foot of the law, a woman utterly, but in this case unjustly fed up with amateur detectives, not found hung with a strand of tinsel from a mock medieval gateway in Clerkenwell because, well, as they say in the pulps, now read on. Listen. Listen. It's a podcast. Listen, you now listen on. Lightly flying, the snow with a hey, ha, 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 ho, ha, ho. ho with ringing, gaily singing, we go. Dirt Vent Calendar: A Merry Murder Mystery in Twenty Four Crimes, written by Tobias Sturt and read by John Millington. Hey, uh.
1: I am, I have to admit, a clumsy man. No, I've been clumsy with that word. The word I want, I think, is inept. Not entirely lacking inept, but misapplying it, using it without due care and attention. As the other children ran around and played games, I would trip over myself, trip over them, starting fights I could not, in my incoherent flailing, finish. Balls would jump from my hands into my face, off my foot into my groin, off my head into spectators. Perhaps... I should have been happier indoors, where I would try to make model airplanes and eventually had to accept that I had to make crashed model airplanes that had been desperately hulled by enemy guns and careened on fire through a stand of trees and then hit the side of a mountain in a final collapse. My drawings looked like sigils for summoning particularly messy gods. Craft projects would end with me covered in shards of felt, blinded by glitter and bleeding profusely. All my toys were broken. You learn to live with it eventually the kitchen has no nice wine glasses no good china no sharp knives i am a danger to them smashed cracked blunted and they are a danger to me slashed splintered stabbed the living room has no delicate decoration no fancy accessories not in one piece at any rate i do not do it myself i do it in myself One of the great blessings of adulthood is being able to pay someone else to do these things. Of course, they still ruin things, but then at least it's not my fault. The point is that were you to choose to send someone up onto a rain-slicked roof in the dark of a December dawn, there to grapple with a homicidal madman, you wouldn't send me, unless you were an idiot. My friend Shiloh, as I'm sure you will have gathered by now, is sadly just such a fool. "'Let us examine the facts as we have them,' he said." For it is only through facts that we may arrive at the truth. We were sitting over instant coffee in a shabby late-night cafe down a dingy side alley. It wasn't busy, and it wasn't hard to see why. Shiloh arranged the battered cruet in front of him, picking up the caked salt first. First, Oscar Bulliver, our Crampus. He put the salt back down on the cracked formica. He has a plan, a murder a day for the season of advent. Apparently unrelated, unconnected murders, the purpose of which is to disguise his actual intent, the murders of his fellow directors of the Bolivar Toy Company. Because of this, we know he has one murder left to commit, that of Mr Kinch, and two days to do it in. But he has a problem. He picked up the pepper and shook it at me. The pepper was caked solid and did not move inside the glass. Inspector Street... "'Having thrown suspicion for his murders onto us, "'he has inadvertently focused her attention on Mr Kinch, "'particularly since we visited him this afternoon. "'He will now be watched, which makes his plans difficult. "'What is he going to do?' "'He picked up the salt again, turning it over in his hand. "'Ah! Of course!' His plan, one of those random murders already plotted out and organised, is the death of Inspector Street herself, to be hanged from the gate of St John with a length of tinsel. He put down the salt and picked up the pepper, dangling the flaking cap from his long fingers so that it swayed back and forth. Should Inspector Street be killed, what then will happen to this inconvenient investigation? The death of an officer will galvanise the police force, All their powers will be bent on hunting the killer, and who will they suspect? He's already seen to that. They will come for us. Shiloh looked around, grabbed a bottle of vinegar and put it down with the salt and pepper. And that will be the moment that Bolivar can finally strike, when he can complete his plan and kill Mr Kinch. And a bottle of ketchup, encrusted with scabs of blood-red tomato sauce, joined the other condiments. Well, I said, that's worked out well for him. And for us, said Shiloh. Aren't we the vinegar, I said, now being chased all over London by the entirety of the Metropolitan Police? I don't see how that's worked out well. Only if it happens, said Shiloh. It's a simple matter of deduction. Bulliver has to kill the inspector before he can get to Kinch. He only has two days in which to kill two people so the inspector dies tomorrow. I looked at my watch. Today, I said... In eight hours' time, Inspector Street will be walking to work along her accustomed route through the gate of St John, said Shiloh. This is where and when Bolivar intends to kill her, and I intend to be there to stop him. It was not, of course, to be so simple. I'm pleased to say that Inspector Street was not nearly the short-sighted stick in the mud that Shiloh had always taken her for she had clearly remembered meeting us at St John's Gate that morning and had evidently managed to put two and two together. In this case, she had made five. But she was not to know that. Either way, there were policemen everywhere. We sat in the shadows of the graveyard of St James, watching a police car crawl slowly through Clerkenwell Green. The irony is, said Shiloh, that in about half an hour, we're going to be jolly glad to see them. If... "'we were to make it past the police, "'get up onto the roof of St John's Gate "'and apprehend a lunatic,' I said, "'which seems unlikelier every time I say it. "'Oh, we're not,' said Shiloh. "'You are.' "'I am,' I said. "'I, I, the chubby one, "'I'm going to dash through a police cordon. "'I, the unathletic one, "'I'm going to scale the roofs of London. "'I, the inept one, "'I'm going to wrestle a murderer. "'Don't be ridiculous. "'That's what you're for. "'I have every faith in you.' said Shiloh, getting up. Where are you going? I, he said cheerily, I'm going to steal a bike. And so we find me where we came in, out of breath and shaking, elbows bruised, knees bleeding, heart hammering, my hands covered in pigeon shit and London effluent, my clothes soaked in freezing rain, crouched behind the battlements of the Gate of St John, looking down on a square of flat roof where a serial killer was preparing to murder a police officer with a strand of tinsel. Police sirens echoed in narrow streets below, the walls flashing red and blue. Boots thudded and voices shouted, and in between them all I could hear the ringing of a bicycle bell and a high ululation as Shiloh led them a merry dance through the narrow alleys and turns of Clerkenwell. I have to admit that at that moment the cold, the exhaustion, the panic, the fear got the better of me. I quailed. I just wanted to stay hiding behind those crenellations forever and let the whole mad thing go away. And then I saw her, Inspector Street, taking her usual walk to work through St. John's Square. She knew, of course, she knew that Shiloh was out there somewhere, and presumably me, and she thought now that we intended to try to kill her here at the gate, and yet on she came, just as usual casually strolling towards what, she must have been sure, was mortal danger. And it made me a little brave. I flung myself down the slope of tiles and onto the roof below. and There, opposite me, looking down over the edge of the fortifications, stood Oscar Bolivar, dressed all in black, with a length of bright gold tinsel running across the back of his shoulders and down his arms to where his hands gripped it, waiting for the moment to drop his glittering noose over the inspector's head. He must have heard me, because he turned his head and I saw that he was wearing a mask. A demon's face, black, but for stark red eyes and a gleaming white fangs. It was that ghastly face that did it for me. I had no plan, no strategy, no thought at all. I just put down my head and, roaring, I charged. He started to turn to face me, the tinsel wrapping incongruously around him, but he was too late. I caught him off balance, and we teetered on the edge of the roof before he could fling me off, snarling, and then he slipped, overbalanced, and with a small muffled row, fell over the side. The tinsel slithered after him, and I threw myself at it, trying to catch it. I needn't have bothered. He had planned excellently. Mad, but brilliant. The tinsel tightened. And down in the gate below, Oscar Bolivar, wrapped in sparkling decorations, jerked to a stop in midair, right in front of Inspector Street. There was a squeal of bike brakes as Shiloh came careening out of Passing Alley. "'Inspector!' he said a little breathlessly. "'I know you were hoping for an arrest this morning. Allow me to introduce Mr Oscar Bolivar. I'm sorry to say, we were right all along.'
0: You have been listening to Deadvent Calendar, written by Tobias Sturt from an original idea by Tobias Sturt and Rowan Davis. The story is read by John Millington, and I read The Murders. The music is The Slay by The Sportsman and by Mitch Miller and his orchestra and chorus, both from the Internet Archive. If you enjoyed this podcast, please spread the word and even rate and review it if you can. You can find more on SoundCloud, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher, and on our website at ruritania.co.uk/slash stories. And tune in next episode to open another fatal window in our dead vent calendar.